0: Nerds International proudly presents...
1: Hello, this is going to be a audio-documentary type podcast all about Dragon Meat, which was an RPG convention that ran for one day on the 2nd of December 2017, obviously, and I went there with Nick and James of this same podcast, and of course my brother Sean as well and yeah it was a very interesting time so hopefully what we're going to do with this podcast is give you guys an idea of what it was like and if you would like to go there next year hopefully by the end of this podcast you'll be educated it'll be like you are really there um so sit back and enjoy So first of all let's talk about the actual convention centre itself. So it was in a Novotel hotel in Hammersmith in London and it was on three floors of this massive posh hotel, so on the first floor you had sellers and retailers and this was a big massive uh, load of floor space dedicated to that so you had tons and tons of stuff to buy but we get into that later and then on the second floor you had a couple more shops like Modifius where you could buy the new fallout game and the podcast zone where podcasters could sign up for free to distribute flyers and promote their podcasts and then additionally you had a third floor where there were conference rooms and there were more gaming tables in there so there was a lot of space dedicated to this convention which was bloody amazing <laughs> let's get on to the games so first of all the sign up process in the morning we had to all go up to a board and actually physically sign up and it was like a first come first served thing so uh, I went up there and people were actually fighting and arguing and uh, I managed to get us into a Scooby Doo game which was Scooby Doo slash Cthulhu in Savage Worlds and this was run by Kevin Doswell, now this guy was an incredible GM, he was uh, the kind of guy that really listened to what his players wanted to do and uh, sort of adapted his game to their play style, he uh, really embraced the cartoonish side of Scooby Doo and that meant for a really really fun cartoonish game where we could kind of do what we want and his, his sort of like house rule in air quotes was, if it's fun, it happens. And that was it. And that was why we had so much fun. But uh, I'm going to play you a little clip from the game now.
0: Basically speaking, uh, it, it's most disturbing. Basically, Dawn hasn't uh, made any contact or phoned home in the last fortnight. And your mother's getting quite concerned. Oh, uh, she wasn't very happy when she went to missatonic University up at Arkham in Massachusetts in the first place. Oh, because Causeville University is good enough for, for, for older sisters but Dawn wanted to be different. She wanted to go see Professor Hawking and st- Professor of the Occult at uh, Miss and uh, she went there. Go, squids! <laughs> uh, she, you know, uh, every, she's been uh, ringing home um, diligently for the, you know, for, the, for the whole of the first semester, and now all of a sudden, it's been a fortnight since she rang home, and your mum's concerned.
2: <laughs> so I'm sure I'm still on the phone, Yeah. Ah, uh, good. so <laughs> cool. Uh,
0: basically, yes, yeah, she was uh, staying late um, helping out Professor Hawkins with uh, with his special project. <laughs>
1: <Yeah. laughs> She's oh, one boy. of Kevin Spacey's yeah. mates.
3: <laughs> it sounds like a mother was speaking. Is there a mystery of fun? <laughs> of course there is. There's always a mystery of
1: And um, I open the window and go,
3: hey, Fred! <laughs>
1: Yeah? Stop messing around with that car and get up here. Right, okay. No, Daphne's sister's gone missing. She had to do a special project with a teacher something about find the banana.
4: (laughs) The lovely dorm?
1: Missing? Exactly. We gotta get over to Arkham quick, smart. (laughs) Quick smile. <laughs> okay, Velma runs on the spot for a second. Yeah. And, and then darts out the room and uh, actually goes out the window and, and gets into the van. I'm going to look around to uh, look uh, around. very to, uh, much uh, shaggy and
4: be like,
3: <laughs> hey school, um, if you got any snacks. I
4: just
3: sort of get
1: hungry when I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> so after this game, we had a uh, chance to go and do some shopping, because there was a break in the schedule between the first game and the afternoon game to uh, go and do whatever you wanted. Now uh, we decided to have a sit down in the main hall, have a bite to eat, and have a little chat about what we thought of the first game. So, here that is now. We just don't mention the arse Nick just said because he's looking at a lady's bottom. <laughs> okay, no, we'll bleep that. Yeah. All right, so we just played uh, Scooby-Doo slash Call of Cthulhu in Savage Worlds, right? And this was um, DM'd by a bloke called Kevin Doswell. Yep. So, initial thoughts, what did everyone think? Kraken. Brilliant
3: GM. So yeah, much fun. It was, uh, it was amazing,
1: man. Amazing. So, um, the fact of the matter is is that um, this was using Savage Worlds. It's a game that we're all familiar with, right? And one of the things I've always said about Savage Wells is it doesn't do investigation well. But... This was an investigative game. Obviously, it's Scooby Doo that involves investigation, but this was cartoonish investigation, wasn't it? Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: And we had a fucking great time. I mean, listeners, you're gonna have to bear with us here because we're all eating because we had a few drinks during the game, and it was like ten in the morning. But Not you know, stuff. don't judge us. Yeah, all yeah, right, we're you. at a convention.
0: But no, it's nice to um, it was
1: nice to play a game that had investigation in it, but at the same
3: time,
2: because we were playing true to the cartoon, because we're so well versed with Scooby Doo, we grew up with it,
3: yeah, stuff like that. It was so much fun to just play a character that was. <laughs> little bit constrained because you want to give the, uh, the you know the, the the cartoon justice at the same time. It's interesting to play a game
1: like that rather than just being like I thought what the hell I want. You think a little bit like would Velma do that or would Scooby do that? You know exactly. Yeah, Nick it makes so much fun. Nick played Scooby. Yeah, um, I played uh, Velma, James played Daphne, Daphne and Sean you played uh, Shaggy I played Shaggy yeah. zoinks yep.
3: <laughs> and uh, we, uh, we all had to play these sort of characters we were all sort of reined in and uh, we had a lot of fun with it because we like dressed up and stuff like that like <laughs> to disguise ourselves as women no yeah.
1: that sounds like you're saying that we dressed in up in life. real
3: life yeah. uh, we, we didn't <laughs> well we do not do that uh, on characters. the record yeah
1: Ooh. no what yeah. happened was is in the game we had to dress up as women to get into like a sorority but yeah, uh, okay so the story was that um, Daphne's sister had gone missing yeah, and we crazy, had huh? uh, no uh, Dawn. Dawn and we shit. had to go and investigate why she'd gone missing and it turns out this big sea monster was part of it and uh, this guy called Red Herring yeah. um, great name was trying to um, summon something and that was why she'd gone missing mm-hmm. um, this guy runs this, um, this sort of game all the time so we won't spoil too much about it because if you ever go to Dragon Meat in the future he'll be running it he said he runs it to try and get a free ticket every time so <laughs> why not? Fair play to him yeah and, and this game was amazing because it it, every time we wanted to do something he would say if it's fun and it makes cartoonish sense then it, it happens, yeah. uh-huh. simple as that and it was so much fun because every time we did something that was cartoonishly stupid, yeah it just happened for example we wanted to find a costume to um, dress Scooby Doo up as a woman yeah. with Chiquita bananas and shit on his head we just found it because it made cartoon. Sense? Exactly. And the thing I liked about it as well is, is that... <laughs> even
0: though it was Scooby-Doo and it was cartoon and like we had setting rules of heroes never die so you've kind of got that little safety blanket feeling almost yeah. there were some quite grim and dark parts to it
2: that oh, like, yeah. kind of turned it on his head a bit and that was the Cthulhu influence kicking in guts quite a few times exactly
1: yeah and one of the best examples of that was um, there was a point where we saw a zombie right and we thought right there was just going to be because it's classic Scooby-Doo yeah, a guy dressed it, up
2: as a zombie take his mask off
1: yeah and the guy oh uh, God, and yeah. the DM Kevin he says to us okay do you want to unmask him and we're like yeah and we take Obviously, the mask off yeah. Is it? how but, do you do it and we're like okay so we take the mask off and, and then we put your hand underneath and just rip it just off just give it a good rip up. and the it turns thing. out it was just a zombie so we just ripped his face off revealing his skeleton underneath <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah everyone screamed in horror at that point mm-hmm.
1: yeah exactly um, and like that, that was just it we were just like holy shit so we realised that we might be implicated in the murder because our DNA is all over his face so yeah. we had to bury his body in the garden <laughs> and the gang don't do uh, murder. Yeah. So, so the gang don't do murder. So we're we like all horrified in that. Yeah. Him. Absolutely. A zombie. Absolutely amazing <laughs> session. Um. So, what would you give it? Let's give it a rating out of fifteen thousand. Okay. Uh, sorry. James. I'll give it fourteen thousand seven hundred ninety-five. I'll give it fourteen thousand seven hundred ninety-six. I'd
3: give it seven moons and a Mars. I'll give it uh, three thumbs up even though I've only got
1: two thumbs that's a word you can't get better than that he's he's, he's even given it one more thumb than he actually has so overall I'll give it a nine and a half out of ten
4: absolutely cheers Kevin
1: So that chat about the Scooby-Doo game was recorded in the actual shopping area. We were sitting in the corner of the massive hall, um, eating stuff on the floor and uh, drinking beer, and uh, yeah, we looked like hobos. Um, but of course, naturally, after that, we decided to do a bit of uh, bit of shopping, and uh, let me tell you, the shopping was amazing. They had the uh, UK's best RPG retailer there, Leisure Games. Um, it sounds like we're sponsored by them, but we're really not. Believe me, we just buy a lot of stuff from them because they're really, really amazing. In addition to that, they had up to four players. Uh, they had all rolled up, and we bought the Cthulhu hack from them, which is a rule book, an entire rule book that is a fiver, and it looks amazing too. Uh, great artwork, really, really simple game to play. Um, it's incredible. And uh, yeah, they just had uh, an amazing amount of stuff. Dice Shop Online, Pizo, Modifius—just um, an incredible amount of stuff to buy. Um, so it was—we could have stayed there for hours looking at the stuff, but we only had a really short amount of time, which which kind of sucked. So really worth going just for that. Um, but after that, what we like to do, and um, what we want to make a tradition on this podcast, is we decided to um, exchange our Christmas gifts to each other on the podcast. So, here that is now. All right, so, this being our Christmas episode, we've just, re- we, we just had a look around Christmas. all the shops, right, stop the rustling. We've right, just range. had a look around the shops, right, and this being our Christmas episode, we're gonna exchange our Christmas gifts now. So I'm gonna go first. All right, so, first off, um, I'm gonna exchange my gift to James, right? James, what's the one thing, shut up, what's the one thing you hate about um, DMing? Prep. So I got you this. This is called A Portal to Adventure People, Places, and Things. Now, what this is is a book of pre made places people and things to drop into your adventure at a at drop of a hat yes. it's pre-made NPCs how to play them what they're like and where they're from and it's pre-made uh, um, oh, shops, shops sh- with full layouts full layouts and maps and then you've got um, a bunch of people and just stuff and it's a whole book of that there's a, tr- a chapter of places people and things that's awesome. What's this? Um, that is because uh, it's such an old book. Um, it's even got the little thing where you can send off for more information.
0: So send it off and it stinks. And see if it's I get so it. old, it stinks. Yeah,
1: I don't think that company is still going, if I'm being honest with Aww. you. Mate. Oh, they're
2: so awesome. And so Nick.
1: You're going to go to Nick for next now. So, cool. Nick, yeah, I've got you a gift as well. So, what do you get the man who's got it all? Well, you ain't got it all. So, i got you this. Oh, yeah. The Street Samurai <gasps> Catalogue Sh- for Shadowrun. Yeah, amazing. so so the thing about um, the best you know, I know ever. recently you got um, Shadowrun Second Edition, yes. and I know that in our um, Savage Shadowrun Second Edition campaign, you played a Street Samurai. I did So indeed. obviously I got you the catalogue for Shadowrun Second Edition. Street Samurai, great book, amazing. You love Street Samurai, so that's mate. that's your gift, mate. That's amazing. Merry Christmas. Wicked I hope you bang. guys like it. Thank, Thank you so man. much. That's so cool.
2: Awesome. All, right. All right, enjoy, guys. I'll go. I'll go, you? I'll go next, it? yeah, right. as it's going round. And as you went for me first, I'll go for you first, Harrison. Right. Um, it's not yet here, it's coming in the post, but I got you. Oh, well done. I got you. Well done. I got you. I got you. Well done. I put you. Well done. I got you. Well done. I, well. I, I see RPG. Whoa! Really? Yeah. Sweet man The printed nice. version I, uh, nice. I was really after that I really
1: yeah. wanted that So cheers Yeah boy Although
2: no, it's not here So no thanks It'll be here next week So you go no, Yeah but no thanks yeah, I don't want, it, I don't want it anymore Because it's not here I'll keep it No I do want it I really want it I know you do Yeah thanks man Wicked oh, I appreciate right. it That's fucking awesome uh, Look, Nick it. And Nick Gets to unwrap his Oh.
1: It's got some Brussels sprout wrapping paper
2: With antlers on that, a red and white and I, and I must say The wrapping is impeccable you, I bet you did this Of course I fucking did no, Yeah no Oh my god, what is this?
3: <laughs>
0: it's tra- I used to remember- Oh shit! make a traveller box! No <laughs> fucking way! What the one we talked about online? <laughs> yeah. Oh It's literally dribbling! I just. Uh,
4: yeah, yeah, I am actually dribbling! <laughs> yeah, That's ma'am. amazing!
1: the one so, I went in the Arts
4: motion. So, yeah. just in case oh, man.
1: just in case anybody couldn't understand what Nick said oh. Nick is now looking through the, the, the box set for Mega Traveller so
4: fucking cool. this is
1: a version of the Traveller RPG which comes with all the books you need in one handy box set yeah. um, printed in 1986 I believe unbelievable yeah. I was two
4: hey and that's it is in impeccable
1: condition very Rick, very good it's condition absolutely yeah, that man. is I'm, I'm speechless thank you very much that's, that's all right, amazing. bro amazing Wow, I've done well. Well, sorry,
3: guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, here we go. So, here we go.
2: Let's do, who should we do first? We'll go the H first again. Okay, okay so we
1: do me first, because I'm the main one in what the podcast. We, so, you could. So, we was, having a you chat, could? we was having a chat
0: the other day, and we were talking about, you know, I'm the Dice Man. Yeah. And, obviously, we were talking about dice we haven't got and that we'd really, really like. And, believe it or not, I found exactly what we were
1: talking about the other day, I've oh, got you. You've you got me my own
5: fleshlight. That's... Humumus
0: Dice. Whoa!
1: <laughs> yes! yes! I always wanted my own set of humongous <laughs> dice, and Nick has got me some gigantic dice. They're blue and black,
2: and they've got gold writing on them. That's These fucking are amazing. nice. Jum- I do love them These
1: are tin- Tintagel Dice Company Limited And yep. they are Jumbo Dice Range These are beautiful yeah, Like them. Not suitable for children Under five years of age Well you can't use them we spent <laughs> ages, Me and Sean spent ages <laughs> picking, <laughs> picking the colour We thought you'd like No this yeah, is beautiful This is beautiful Because I love blue That's and black Because awesome. it Wicked. reminds me Of my soul and, and the bruises. You when you get beaten, yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Black <laughs> and blue, isn't it? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, Nick. That's amazing. You're very welcome. And James, Weary welcome you, you're very,
0: you're very welcome.
1: Uh, uh, for James, Racist. I thought, uh, you know, if I could find two things
0: for you, it would be, what's it's, your favourite RPG? It's a pumpkin. What's, uh, your, what's your favourite RPG? It's Pathfinder. Pathfinder. And then what's your, uh, what's the first game me and you ever played together?
2: It's Kususulu. To so what did I get you? A, p- a penis. Look at that. Oh, wow! (laughs) Pathfinder campaign set in Occult Realms. Yeah, boy. So, this is um,
1: horror. Well, occult horror, cosmic horror in Pathfinder. In
2: Pathfinder. Oh, that's cool. (laughs) Is this a. It's an adventure, yeah? Yeah, yeah man. as well.
1: Well, it's a campaign setting. It's a
2: campaign setting. Oh, set, oh so my God. Has it got an adventure in there? Well, do you reckon? It
1: probably does, yeah, but it's a it's a whole um, campaign setting. so... Yeah, but if it does, I might We're run it m- tomorrow. Yeah, it's already all mapped out for you, baby. Okay, so so this is like a <laughs> whole thing. I might <laughs>
2: run it tomorrow then.
1: Wicked.
2: Oh, there you go. Because I, uh, I didn't print off what I was going to run but now I don't need to print it off because i got the fucking book. There
1: you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but nothing. for this gooey show of emotion, let's go downstairs to the other shopping room.
2: Yeah! let pee Thanks, guys.
1: So next up we had to split up in the afternoon game because as I mentioned before the sign up board was nuts and it was just crazy and people were fighting uh, I had to stab a man and Nick and I went off and played Tales from the Loop while Sean and James went off and played Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay 2nd edition. So first of all we'll focus in on James and Sean's Warhammer game, now with the previous game we mentioned the GM by name, Uh, with the Warhammer one we won't be doing that and The reasons for that will be made obvious soon. But let's hear a clip of the game now.
4: Okay. okay, you open the door to the kitchen. The kitchen, you immediately know that the kitchen is quite low. You would assume that's because the cook was probably halfling. so everything is at halfway height in this kitchen. Okay. Um, There's a large fat man in it. There is a large fat man squeezing his way <laughs> through the back door of the kitchen <laughs> out into the rain, literally pulling it all, and he's. Trying to squeeze his way through the back door. Um, so there's just sort of his, 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 his arse now is sort of, sort of, uh, sort of, and he's sort of pulling his way through. In front of you though, you've got the bench, uh, the, 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 the cooking bench and everything where they would prepare the food. Uh, there's a stove to one side, a little hearth where they would go food and various sort of uh, food stuff. There is a bucket, which obviously goes with the mop. Um, and you glance at the bucket. And realise the water is entirely red.
3: I just walk past this. Okay. I hope you're saying stop
5: that or I'll run you through.
4: Quickly, Yelling out into the wind outside into the rain.
1: Now, I know from the clip that you've just heard, it doesn't sound that bad, but James and Sean decided to go out to the balcony um, where it was pouring with rain because it was the only place where they could have a private discussion. To talk about this game. Have a listen.
2: We just played a bit of uh, Fantasy War- Warhammer.
3: Yeah, Warhammer 2nd uh,
2: edition we played, and uh, this, this is quite a good system yeah second edition with a few bits uh, diff- uh, sort of like changed just for tonight because of the fact that it was at a con so um i'm gonna go just ask you straight off the bat what are your first impressions what of of the uh, of the game of of well because me and you we have never played warhammer fantasy so what's your first impression of warhammer fantasy
3: uh, my first impression of Warhammer Fantasy, uh, it was really it it, um, it was a good system. Uh, I thought it was good, but um, uh, the game that we played, uh, yeah, um, there are there are a few problems with it. To be honest,
2: you can't really sugarcoat it. Um, it wasn't the best introduction into the world. No, to be honest, it wasn't. I mean, I liked the
3: fact that um, it, like the, the it was a pre-written campaign, and I like the fact that. It was just, um, it made us seem like we were going on this normal quest. We we, we were going, we fought this monster and we went to the inn to stay for the night And shit got weird from there
2: yeah it was like you know something happened on the right off the bat we were walking down the road heard a noise went to try and find what it was we got attacked by some beasts and then um, we uh, killed one of them the other one scarpered and then we tried to head towards an inn which was you know we just needed to stop over for a night we got there and then all hell sort of broke loose and that was really awesome and I thought fucking hell like is is the campaign not to get to the town that we're actually wanting to get to but no it it actually wasn't it was uh, everything happened in the so i do like that bit of it because for quite a lot of it i was sort of itching you know like oh we need to sort of hurry up and finish this up because we're not doing the quest at all when it actually was the quest so i do like how it was sort of like disguised
3: but um it seemed like the guy just wanted to lay out his story and uh he yeah he just ignored everything that didn't advance
2: the story at all and he didn't, yeah and then like uh, any character development yeah it was um it was i'm not gonna lie i don't even know if we're gonna release this because we probably can't say anything bad against it but no, no, right, we've just right. walked in no, no, on no, no, this no, no, we've no, no, just no. walked in nick, on this nick
1: and I, nick and i have just turned up right Okay, we we had some bad things to say about yeah, our game. Our team. Okay, team, in yeah. that case,
2: I'm going to continue, right? I'm not going to lie. Yes, um, in our groups, we 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 love a bit of um, bit of a laugh, and we always put humor in there. Yes. Yeah, sure. But a lot of the humor that we were putting out, which was actually fucking gold, some of it, right, was just completely ignored. Oh. Like absolutely, even right at the end. Oh, you got? Did,
1: did you have a 13-year-old no, at your table, no. though? No. I
2: will say this. I will say this. Some <laughs> people <laughs> yeah. like a serious game. No, no, no. He didn't. <laughs> no, not at all. No, no. He had some humour but it was just like I do do something, I'd be like, Yeah, I'd do that, it's great and then and then it's just he just continues to he just Talk to someone else, yeah. He just ignored are you us? us. no, no, yeah. Was it a bad game? It really, Fucking shit, man. It man. man. Oh, should we? Oh, See, oh. our first break, we had a break. He actually said, right, right, let's have a break. Our first break, me and we Sean, we, right, me and Sean, right, we're there. Okay, it's going pretty well. Unfortunately, the guy's pace isn't that great. Um, and the two other players we're with are a bit weird, but um, oh, yeah. but then, um I uh, can't say they're a bit weird but the two other guys um, yeah, we had you know we only just met and they seemed a bit more timid than me and Sean because you know we're two mates I think that the other two guys were just solo as well so there was you know the GM solo yeah. and the two individual guys solo and then me and Sean as a, tu- as, a, as, a, as a double so me and him we could bounce off each other really well yeah. and luckily our characters in actual fact they were best friends with each other as well Sweet. so yeah. we could sort of bounced on that but it was just uh, it was really difficult it never actually ended up really sinking in, and one of the guys looked like he didn't really
3: want to be there. To be honest, really, he, he wasn't talking at all. Yeah, yeah it's like for the most thing. Yeah, oh, wow. unless it was dire- completely nice. directed at him, he wouldn't give us. He wouldn't plan, anything. He didn't plan anything or oh. nothing. He yeah, he, yeah, he just sat there emotionless. I'm not gonna lie, they were the Made one, a non-guy the players, like yeah. just sat there just saying nothing.
2: And I'm not gonna lie, there were certain moments when it was like you know, it, I, I do it, I do enjoy the fact that it it was disgusting guys really well it was like oh i thought it was one quest but it was another but there were several moments when it was just irritating because it's just we just didn't know what to do so it's just like all right then well i are just gonna do this then and then it's just like That's this tragic man because you're you're supposed to oh, yes, you're supposed to entertain people like oh, yeah. the thing is um
1: like no to be fair I think it's, it's, it's unfair to be mean about somebody, but if you're being truthful
2: about no, somebody... No, no,
3: definitely. This is how it was. This,
2: yeah. It not being mean. Uh, no, all, we're not all, at at all, all people at the table were completely fine, you know. None of them were a dick. None of them was that. It was just that, uh, for some reason, there were some people not interacting as much as we thought that they should have, and... All right, but some people are like that, but... It, yeah. Tell me about it. it, 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 it just, you spoke about it, Yeah, yeah, he yeah, just ignored le- loads of things. It was like, yeah, I was making a joke, but it could was ask, actually impertinent to the story. Could I
1: ask you a question? Yeah. Was it? Did he ignore you two, or did he ignore everyone? Uh, like well, mainly me. No, no he ignored.
3: Um, <laughs> he ignored uh, anything uh, unless, yeah, uh, unless it
2: was pertinent into what the story he wanted to tell. Yeah. Oh. I I, but the thing please. is. He's a choo choo. Yeah, but the thing is, it didn't actually affect it much. It just added like a bit of comedic value, like a bit, right? And also, like right at the end, I was just like, "Oh yeah, I'm." Sean was—he had two HP left, Uh, right—and I was just like, "Oh, I'm gonna heal you," because I was a barber surgeon. Right, and then I fucking finally, on my one fucking surgeon heel roll, yeah. I smashed it got 17. And I was like, ah, let me see you mate, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'll fix you up. Hey look, and I did it, like that, because yeah. I did it. And then he just did. He sh- looked go- over the other guy right. straight away. And yeah. just went, all oh, right, yeah, so basically, this happens and there's a chest at the end because you're gonna open the yeah. chest. Yeah. And it's just like, well, what, what the fuck? Like I just healed my mate. I know we're at the end of the campaign, but I healed him. Yeah, you want that cool moment. I, I, I fucking healed him, like what the fuck? All
1: right, fair enough. Hey, As you can see, not particularly glowing. But while that was going on, um, Nick and I played in a Tales from the Loop game. Um, so Tales from the Loop is a game from Modiphius and. Uh, yeah, we played a game uh, GM'd by a bloke called Darren. Now, uh, this was a, a very, very enjoyable game. So, Tales from the Loop is um, a game where you play as kids investigating um, these uh, weird goings on that the adults don't want to get involved in necessarily. So the kids have to solve it, or maybe the adults don't believe you and things like this. So. Usually it's set in America or Sweden but Darren he set his one shot in um, Derby in England which was pretty cool. Um, So I'll play you a clip from that game now.
5: This is set in the UK by the way, 1984 in Derby, I don't know if you know Derby? I've been there once. Yeah you only need to go there once. uh, But it is an industrial city, it's got Rolls Royce, Bombardier is Bombardier and all these big sort of high-tech companies and they've come together with the M.O.D. To make the facility which you've got these strange towers uh, Things like that oh. Weird Are you, you're obsessed with Colors change occasionally as well. It's fantastic. You don't know why you're obsessed with them or maybe you're not So that's the first principle the trouble is, every day is dull and unforgiving. You've got problems at home, you've either got siblings that upset you, or you're getting bullied at school, or, you know, it, there's homework quite like and it's awful, especially the elderly So you could have problems at home, but it's all going to be dull. That's sort of in contrast to the adventures we're going to have. The adults are out of reach and out of touch. They'll listen to you, they might even help you, but on the whole, you can't really turn to them to help because they don't understand. And this is your adventure anyway, so you don't need to pull the, the adults in. In fact, the adults are probably causing some of the problems anyway. The land of the loops, land of the loop, should I say, is dangerous, but the kids will not die, so you've got a safety net. More...
1: So that was more of an introduction to the game. But uh, it gives you an idea as to uh, sort of the style of the game and things like that. But trust me, it was very loud in there and it was very hard to uh, to record anything meaningful. But uh, nonetheless, we're going to cut to uh, the bar where Nick and I were sitting and we had a little discussion about our experience of our first ever Tales from the Loop game. So, um, Nick, stop tapping on the keys. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay, so I was just cracking. We just played Tales from the Loop. Oh boy okay how did you feel about it i loved it it's great um great system right so it's very very similar to mutant year zero sure right it's all about getting sixes all about it? getting sixes man and we played this we played a story it was all about it was set in derby um some guys have got a tank there's this magician who's gonna make a tank disappear that's it yeah And then it turns out some spies are trying to nick the tank and yep. use it for bad, and it's a government tank, and they're lending it to this magician to you to for him to use it and for his sphere for, for his magic show. Yep. and there's a sphere and blah and blah 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 blah. And some
0: bullies. Yeah.
1: Anyway, great episode. Yeah, very good. But, but like, I don't know if we want to. We really want to say, it but the bloke little who was GMing it. No. Yeah, I mean the, the thing is right. It's a very loud room, and the guy he spoke very quietly. I mean, I did record. A I was bit. leaning a lot a lot of leaning in and a lot of it I could not hear at the end of the session Mm -hmm. it turns out right see what I've just told you about the spies trying to get it Uh we didn't even know that until the end
0: that was after so
1: we were supposed (laughs) to know that sort of like halfway in we (laughs) didn't even know it until the end and he's like "The, the government officials Thank you for saving the tank from the spies. And we were like, oh, there were spies.
2: Wicked. Oh, uh, ca- oh that's okay.
1: A good, what a great story. Yeah. Okay. So, like, obviously, we don't want to ever be rude about anyone's Never, game. Because it was immensely fun. And it obviously was good. We all played these kids. And at the beginning, we got to set up our stories. And we had all these interpersonal links. And there was some uh, This is some of the worst rolling ever, though, by that kid. Bless oh, my him. God. There was, this, <laughs> there was this kid playing with us, right? And he rolled... 30 dice. And got not one six. Not one single success. Oh, man. It was awful. It was horrendous. We I even went, sorry about that, bro. Try my dice. And you know, gave, thinking maybe the official dice, maybe it would give him a bit of luck. What happened? Fuck all. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, amazing session. I, I just feel as if, um, yeah, some, some of it like we couldn't hear him. That was that was sort of mm. a problem. Yeah. But but I was so glad to finally play Tales from the Loop, and I really enjoyed and it. And I so. really loved it. Yeah, it was great. It's wicked. Um, the mutant the mutant system works. Um... We've played it with Gen Lab, which is a little bit more intense. And Tales from the Loop has some minor differences in it, which mm-hmm. we really enjoyed. So, yeah. The betting um, mechanic, essentially, yeah. is in there, which isn't in there in Yeah, any with other the games. luck and stuff. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, but no, well, it's good fun. And it's wicked to literally just throw a
1: butt-ton of dice and hope for one six. You know what I mean? Exactly. I and really enjoyed good. it. It's very good. So, yeah, Tales from the Loop. Check it out. Bye! Bye! Bye. So after that they had a charity auction which we all attended, which believe me when you're drunk is a terrible bloody idea, here's a small um, clip. So
4: we have a raffle and we have a whole bunch of items, we're going to try and get through them in the next hour and a bit, it's probably going to be a bit because people have been so amazingly generous and I want you to put your hands together uh, for uh, the uh, amazing companies and people who have donated uh, things. Uh,
1: yes. uh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Um, like I want to win you no, know, mate. Um, we're staying for the hour. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm so yeah. hungry. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> Sean, do you want to nip out get <laughs> yeah, some food? No, bring it back, mate. No, no, I'm amazing. just kidding. And running to the, the money <laughs>
5: getting and
1: uh, and all of these pieces. Sure, nip out that's some food broth. Every source we're gonna have a super piece of express broth. Um, James go and get some food (laughs) yeah Yeah, so basically he was just talking about the auction and and how it works and all of this stuff and then later on Nick bid on a um, copy of GURPS Discworld and him and I got locked in a bidding war and he ended up paying 55 quid for it I think so yeah, great fun. I just think when you're drunk and you get caught up in the excitement of it, I bid on stuff I didn't even know what it was but yeah, great fun um, and then after that we had to go to our last game but before we did that we headed to McDonald's and I don't think any convention experience is complete without hearing Nick ramble drunkenly on the way to McDonald's. here we go a single single more thing. Well, you couldn't buy a single more thing anyway, mate, because you bought so much stuff.
3: Oh, mate. Where
1: are we going anyway, Nick? I don't know.
3: McDonald's?
1: Is it really? Yeah, I ain't nah, s- Speak up. Oh, oh,
3: shit. So, yeah, we're on our way to McDonald's because we're absolutely starving.
1: And um, I'm ripped. Wrecked. Ripped wrecked. ripped, wrecked. ripped, wrecked? Ripped, wrecked. I've drunk too much. And we're on the town. I love it, though, to be fair. We're on the town. We're on the town. We're in Hammersmith. Pretty decent place, Nick. Your, Nick's like it's really funny because like a second ago, Nick was sounding like he was absolutely mum wrecked. <laughs> now I realise there's a, a microphone
3: in front of me. No, like he's emotional. Yeah, he's trying to pretend <laughs> like he's not.
1: Still mum wrecked. No, I am completely mum wrecked. Tell the listeners how you feel. Like try and describe it using a sound. I feel like Aah! that's how angry I feel because I lost my vape so, so we, we just went to the auction like like describe the auction the auction you, was exhilarating you got I'm really excited like, didn't I did you? I
0: got really excited and you and bid
1: you bid quite a high amount for a GURPS Discworld book 55 quid I think it was ridiculous and then some big shot
0: artist got up and cracked the worst joke ever
1: yeah it yeah. so the artist the artist, worst joke ever. The artist but, for Munchkin that was it sorry apologies but it was horrendous so he stood up and told a joke and then, and then we were in the foyer afterwards <laughs> Nick was like who the fuck even was he <laughs> <laughs> he's drawn one game, he's drawn one game who the fuck does he think he is does telling it, a joke does it mean to be so rude ne- uh, James bit, it's down I here mate I do get a bit mouthy when I've had a
3: beer right. oh, we're just. going to McDonald's, <laughs> see ya oh my god, hate <laughs>
1: So the very last game we were supposed to play was Call of Cthulhu but due to a scheduling error, aka my fault, um, we missed the game and then we played some munchkin, had a few more beers and went home. So now we're going to cut back to my flat the next day where I met up with James for a little discussion and our closing thoughts on the convention and what we thought of it. We we, well, we believe that the convention shouldn't just be one day.
2: No, not at all. Not one day. I mean, a long day, great, but not just one. It needs to be a minimum
1: of two. So we're doing Dragon Meat Day 2, and it's at my house, and we're doing a whole day of um, role-playing games again, and it's going to be awesome. So we just wanted to get together and give our closing thoughts on Dragon Meat uh, without Nick, because sadly he couldn't make it to Day 2, And uh, yeah, so first of all, I wanted to talk about the
2: sort of organisation of things. Yeah, okay, so uh, uh, before we got there, you know, uh, the the build-up, I thought, oh, this is organised really well, because, you know, we were part of this thing called the Podcast Zone, there was a lot of things flying about there, there was a few of the other podcasts getting real hype on Twitter, which was awesome, so I thought it was pretty good um, coverage, there was loads and loads of people that knew about it. I bought a game from the Buy and Sell group from Facebook, and the guy said... He'd, he'd take off the posters and packaging if I was going to Dragon Meet, And he yes, he did. And I got my thing. It was awesome.
1: There was loads of really good organisation around that. But then that's different because the thing about that was is the podcast zone thing was like this thing where if you were a podcast, you could sign up to get subsidised tickets. Actually, you know what? That even wasn't that good, well organised because the no. subsidised tickets, we don't even know how to get it. So we paid full price for our tickets. Yeah. but you got to skip the queue at the beginning and just walk up and say yeah I'm part of a podcast and then get in right they're, what they were meant
2: to do is give you half the money back
1: but we don't know how to get that so we had to stab a man in an alley to even get the money right and so somebody died so that's unfortunate Yeah. but then um when you get in right there was the sort of the sign up sheets right to so, to sign up to games that's perfectly normal and it yeah it was it was pretty rough and um, so a lot of conventions allow you to sign up online, and this one didn't because apparently last year it led to arguments and and even more stabbings. And um, basically, I'm quite an early riser, so what I did is I got up before these lot and went down early. Yeah, I got up at six a.m. I had Wh- some
2: text on my phone just saying, "Look, I'm ready now. Shall I go?" And I was like, "Yep."
1: Yeah, left my house at six in the morning. I got there for for eight. Um, because of the podcast zone thing, I was I was in before everyone else. Right. I literally got in before no um, more attendees. Yeah, before and the, the podcast yeah before the regular tickets, and I was in maybe two minutes before them. I got to the board, right? Started signing up for our games. I saw the people coming in, and it was like a fucking mosh pit. People started piling into me. People were arguing. They were shoving each other. It was absolutely mental. They were signing up for all this shit. So I I realised at this point, we'd organised like, and agreed on all the games we wanted to sign yeah. up to. I realised that we couldn't do that because it was just this horrific melee. And I realised that we couldn't actually um, just like take our time and sign up for the ones we wanted. So I just quickly saw any that we might like and signed up for it. And fortunately, yeah. we got the morning one that we wanted, the Scooby-Doo Cthulhu Yes, one. mate, the Scooby-Cthulhu band that was awesome. And then and then all the others, I just thought, okay, we might like that one, we might like that one, and I signed up for them. And there were two slots available for the Tales from the Loop, two slots available for the Warhammer one, which we'd spoken about earlier, and then the uh, evening one, which there was a fuck-up with that. Um, but anyway, the point is, is that that was... I don't know you can't really have a queue for it because it is first come first served and yeah it's like- but it's
2: first come first served right but I think I think a, a few things right with the sign up right. they should restrict a a passageway towards the board and then it should be one person at a time and if it's first come first served then there's a single file yeah maybe i I don't know something like that but the the thing
1: is if it's first come first served you could do the online thing as well or something i i don't know like necessarily a better way of doing it because even if you do it online it's going to be shit
2: if you do it that way it's going to be shit yeah because online you know people are going to be awake at x x times of the of the day and there's some people might be asleep at that point and they'll be like oh missed out because I was on a shift or something like that. So that's where some arguments would come. But- either either way is shit.
1: And then again, I would argue that because they're giving out um special tickets to podcasters for, you know, free advertising reasons. Again, that's a bit shitty because simply because I got out of bed early and skipped the queue because we have a podcast, mm. that meant that I signed up to one game before anyone else allowed to, uh, was allowed to, and got all four of us into one game, blocking yeah. out four slots. I mean, it is out of order. I was glad that we did it, if I'm being honest. Ah, uh, it was amazing because we all got into one game together. Yeah, but the the truth is, start. Like, it is a bit out of order, though, isn't it? It is because uh, that means that that means that there was, um, let's say, for instance, there was another group of just two guys that went together. Yeah, they couldn't have signed up to that game, and we fucked them over. <laughs> well, I did. Um, but they, and it's things like that that mean it's a bit fucked up because yeah the podcast guys they should they get the subsidised tickets but why should they be able to get in earlier I mean I'm not complaining really
2: no neither, neither am I and neither, is, neither would, was Nick because at the end of the day yeah we got skipped the queue and in all honesty when me Nick and Sean turned up because we all grouped together right Sean joined the normal queue and it was the, the layout of the ticket uh, section was so bad that by the time, and this had only took like one minute or one and a half minutes, but by the time that we actually got to speak to someone about, oh yeah, this my name will be on the list, can you check my name on the list? Sean was at the front of the fucking queue anyway. So it's just, um,
1: To be fair, that wasn't the situation when I got there early in the morning. Oh, did you no, s- the, just skip everyone? Yeah, the queue was insane. Was it? Yeah, when I got there, I was like, oh, Cause oh, the, no. <laughs>
2: see, me uh See, me, Sean and Nick, we weren't even there that late. We got there at what? It was... Uh, just after half eight.
1: So then you could argue that, because the doors open at half eight, so you could argue that they were probably quite efficient at getting people in. I think so, but... I didn't see it, but my yeah. my point is is that I reckon the, the reason they're giving preferential treatment to the, to the, to the press past people is mm. because they want them to, to uh, go on about how great it was. But personally, I'm seeing something that, that here that the, the people that... Like there's there's people getting preferential treatment, and I no, I don't necessarily think that's a good thing. Yeah. And I I think that um obviously from my point of view at the time, all I thought was sick. I get to skip the queue. But then now I'm thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, it is a bit out of order. But obviously I would do it again because
2: I'm a hypocrite. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. If I was in that situation, I'd still do it because uh, at the end of the day, you know, we want to play the game. We want to play, and if we can play as a group. Then fucking that'll be amazing. because Yeah, there we love was it.
1: four of us there, and we wanted to get into the game. We wanted to get into. Let's let's be honest. I think anyone else would have done the same. Mm. And and um, the thing is as well, the the podcast zone thing. Um, I will say it, it was like a big, it was thing. A big table. Yeah, it was a big table, and they had they allowed all the podcasters to put um stuff out and. Uh, get get their like flyers out there and stuff, and I assumed it was going to be tucked away in a corner, but it, they did give them prime location yeah. right at the front of the hall.
2: It was your yeah, first table it uh, was upon entry. Actually, before Modifius, who organised the convention, and yeah, I didn't Modiphius expect that. were in the, they were in the sort of like that centre bit. Yeah, so obviously they had a pro- the prime spot for that reason. But as soon as you walked in on the left, was a big hashtag podcast zone and a, a quite a long table with all the uh, podcast stuff,
1: yeah, and I thought that was pretty cool. But anyway, that's by the bye because nobody gives a shit about that. But the um the thing about it is is that I I hated the way they organised the
2: games, right? Because Oh mate, I need to let me let me share my two pence on this, mate. Right, it was really annoying about the game organisation. I thought at the morning it was done quite well because there was a guy with a loud voice and he was shouting his head off, and he shouted for the game and the gm and the players to put their hand up wait for them to congregate and said right see you later you go upstairs or whatever and then I, as far as i'm aware in the morning there weren't a hitch like we we got to our table really well we had a whole room to ourselves Um, until Owen Lean joined but then he left because his game finished early Um, so we basically had a whole room for ourselves the whole session which was awesome but second time round right, there was a mammoth amount of people someone else shouting voice wasn't loud enough it must have been about 70 people crowding around
1: but maybe more maybe 100 people right
2: yeah so they they were shouting where to go and me and Sean were like okay cool we know where to go so we'll go upstairs because they said our game and then they said upstairs we went upstairs and we waited for at least 10 15 20 minutes and no one was turning up so i asked someone in a yellow top because they're the dragon meat people and i said where where are these guys and they said oh they'll be here and i was like no they're not been in all the rooms took us downstairs the people were waiting for us downstairs and i we was like i'll be set upstairs so we went upstairs and they were like okay cool and then it was just like all right the lady would uh, show them to the room it's just like oh, i was fine we can do it but it's just like i'll show you to the room and as we're walking up I from session from the first game knew oh if we can go in this door then we'll be in one of the rooms he's like nope it's this door around the corner so that means that she knew the game that we were playing and the location of the game that we were playing so why didn't they have a board with numbered tables named rooms and say at this time if you're playing this game go to table 15 on floor two
1: yeah, it's like the it is the only person that knew where the games were. Were the yellow tops? Yeah, were the yellow tops, and it was like almost this single point of failure. It was yeah. it was awful, and and the way the way the games were organised was at the time where the guy was shouting out and trying to get the groups together, that that was when all the tables were decided, right? So it was like it was it was just chaos, and so so the guy would just shout out and go right, you go upstairs, yeah. and then he'd have to go around and tell everyone where the tables were and it was just like well why didn't when the guys signed up to to do their games all you need to do is number each table and then each one gets assigned a random number simple and then and then they'd have and then you go up you sign up on the board and you go okay where am i at one o'clock i'm at table one you just go there at one o'clock yeah simple there yeah, we uh, saw i don't saw know how, loads how of people it should be i mean the, even at shake on that's what they did mm. And that was in a small room, but I know that yeah, you could argue, oh yeah, but it's a bigger con. It's like no, fuck off. It's literally that simple. There's you got you got eighty tables, number on one from eighty, and then if you have got eighty games, you assign them a random number. It's yeah. that simple. All the tables are the exact same size, yeah.
2: so it's simple. You know, at the 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 mid session, right, uh, the afternoon session, uh, uh, bless him, there was one GM, just he he was looking around for ages, asking people if they were in his game. He sat down. Uh, I saw him sit down at a table at the head, sort of half set up. And then I saw him again later still asking where his bloody players were. And it was like, you know, he had a full sheet. He had he had a full set of players and he didn't know where they were. So And it uh, was because in the morning, right, You,
1: um, I know, as I said, it's a terrible, terrible organisation system just to have a guy shouting out names and trying to get people together rather than just having it on the board where you sign up here's your table number, right? But in the morning, you had this guy who was literally had the loudest voice on the planet. They clearly picked him right, and he was just like... He shouted so loud, everyone in the entire gigantic hall could hear, and he was just like, "'Game one!' we've got Harrison Hunt and then you'd be like okay yes I'm here and like you could hear him no matter where you were in the entire bloody building let alone that hall. Yeah. and then the the second guy was just like okay we've got Call of Cthulhu uh, yeah who's coming and you'd be like what and there was one point where he, w- where he went Harrison Hunt and I went yeah yeah I'm Harrison Hunt and he went no no it's not Harrison Hunt it's um, ha- Haroldson Haunt and I was like what who the fuck is called Haroldson Haunt <laughs> it was something like that wasn't it it, it was like something... a really similar name yeah and it was,
2: yeah, it was, that was probably one of our bri- biggest gripes.
1: The, but the the thing I will say is like when then you got to the games, uh, the rooms, you had loads of space. Each table had like a, a tablecloth on it and mm. the um, rooms Chairs,
2: enough chairs. You had six chairs for the players and one for the DM.
1: And then you had enough space between the tables that it wasn't typically drowned out unless you had an extremely quiet DM. Yeah. But um, yeah, you had plenty of space tons of tables they had yeah. two um, on, on one floor they had two gigantic halls and then two smaller rooms and then on the other floor they had two um, there three, conference
2: rooms it was, uh, it was um, three conference rooms that um, I think all three of them actually could adjoin together yeah. with those dividing doors but the point was they were separated out and there was three there they all adjoined together um, just through like one doorway in each but I would say right Unfortunately, the room that me and Sean were in for the afternoon, man, it was Bo City and boiling. Mate, I I, I would say that that the whole con was Bo City. No, not, well, I, I suppose we just turned up, so the first session wasn't. It was it no, was, the first session was
1: really nice, but but then it was it was us for uh, yeah. another guy. Um, oh, Harold was his name, right? His name was Harold, and, yeah. And he was he, and, and Kevin, and Kevin he was jamming, and um, those guys were th- um, thankfully very hygienic, lovely men, and. Um, yeah, we are fortunate in that regard that that was not City, but mm. Jesus Christ, man. I say this every single con I go to. When I used to do um, the Den uh, video, video series with my brother, um, we used to go to Anime Con and review that every year, right? Mm. And again, like, why do people not wash when they go, why? in general,
2: right? Why are there so many people... That's well, not wash. that. why don't they fucking why don't they put some deodorant on was, their armpits or don't some antiperspirant there was this um, there was um, some people walking around I'm not going to mention who they are um, <laughs> I don't know their names but by description you could probably find out but there were some people walking around and my god it was just like pouring out of them as soon as they walked past you it stayed with you for at least 10 minutes and it was just like Jesus Christ man can you not smell yourself please I just
1: don't get it. I mean, that's nothing to do with Dragon Meat, obviously. Or maybe Dragon Meat could enforce something where where, as you go through the doors... They just spray you. (laughs)
2: like Every door is like... Like, raise your arms when walking through this door.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I think I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but one of the cool things was was the auction. Um... Although it went on for bloody too long, way to too long, yeah. So we, we there was a raffle that they did for charity and blah 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 charity, ugh. and then um then they went on to do to do an auction, and uh, the um the auction was also for charity, right? And um I felt felt like he was a bit too pushy with it. He should have done it for fun, and then and then sort of like. Yeah, yeah the money goes to charity do you know what I mean but he kept on saying um, oh why didn't you get go- oh well I've got clips of it anyway the point is he kept on trying to push people for more money just to give it to charity when it should have been just hey buy this then the money goes to charity yeah but the point is they, they were like giving away some like, items for charity and stuff and I wish I'd have bloody recorded it because I was trying to get the Discworld GURPS book and it was signed by the bloke that converted it who I don't even know who, who that is, right?
2: Phil something.
1: But I wanted it, right? Yeah. And I was willing to go up to 45 quid, right? But I, I, you know, I had a few beers and stuff like this. And I got locked in a bidding war with Nick, right? And he was t- talking, like, I don't know what he was on, because he was saying that he was trying <laughs> to secure it so that the other bloke who was bidding in the hallway, uh, in, in the hall, didn't get it. And he was like... So it, I started at seven quid. It went up to ten, and then forty-five. It got to and then and then the bloke went forty-six, and I went forty-seven, and Nick went fifty. And I was like, "What are you doing?" And then and then I went fifty-one because I wanted it, and Nick went fifty-two, and I was like, "Nick," and then I said fifty-three. Then Nick went fifty-five, and I was like, "Forget it." And Nick and then Nick's like, goes over and pays, and he's like, "I was only doing it so that bloke didn't get it, mate." And I'm like. What are you doing? You're bidding against me. <laughs> uh... I think he was a bit pissed, and he sort of didn't understand what was going on. And then he went over to pay on his card, and he was so drunk, he was like slumped in the chair. He looked like he was gonna melt. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if he, he even understood. Like he just spent fifty five quid on, a, on like a Discworld book. I know Nick's a big fan of Discworld, um, but I don't know if he's fifty five quid fan of Discworld.
2: Yeah, I, I think his, his his heart was in the right place, but he just didn't understand. I, I,
1: yeah, because I think he at the time there was some logic to it in his in his yeah, there was, mind. There was there
2: there was there was originally just two people bidding, well, there a few others, but eventually it was just Harrison and a bloke, right, and they were doing a bid war. But Nick chimed in because I think that he maybe just either didn't hear Harrison say a number, or I don't know what the reason is, because we never really got it out of him. Bless him. But I think, yeah, his intention was—he uh, wanted to secure it so it feeds back into our group because everything we buy always feeds into our group, which is which is great, yeah, exactly because we but, share it.
1: But he he didn't want to—he um, didn't want the other guy to get it. But then I don't think he sort of realized he was begin- bidding against me, even yeah, though it was in my the voice that he could hear. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know. But he, anyway, he was quite chuffed with it. Um, and I think it was just the excitement of bidding in an auction. And then I told Millie about it the next day. I was like I, I bid 45 quid on a book. Um I did and I, I didn't win it and then she was like "Well why did you do that?" And I was like I, I don't know. I got I got excited about the uh about the auction and she was just like that's what they want
2: that's how they get the money from you and I was just like I know that's why Nick even said that we said when he come back he's like alright Nick stop
1: now there was even stuff I didn't even want I I would be like a pound yeah that was cool but yeah overall um, so just to close the podcast off overall Dragon Me would you go again
2: (sighs) I would yes i would as but well i mean I, I can't just say I, I know it's a closed question but i need to elaborate I yeah think.
1: it's a, i think it's a yes it's a yes for me but the thing is i is yes but now i know what i'm doing i would do things different oh yeah totally no like, i would totally arrive early again but i would also um maybe sort of like look into like i would i would play games that i know and that's—I know, know what, that sounds wrong because the thing is, with with Shaycon, what I did is I played settings that I didn't know, mm. um, which was a Savage Worlds convention that I went to. I played seven settings that I didn't know because I wanted to be out of my comfort zone, and that was good because I was playing a sit- well, set. It was like Savage Worlds, is not it? Yeah. So it was. It was a guaranteed win. Yeah, because yeah, mm. you see, when I went to a smaller con where everyone was mates, uh, it was it was much better because everyone. Um, was bringing their A-game because they're mm. all mates and they they all know each other. Whereas there, there was clearly people
2: that were running games and half in it to get a free ticket. Well, this was, um, uh, again, yeah, so if, don't mention the name, but the dude who ran our Warhammer, he ran a pre-made, right? And uh, I'm not going to lie, the pre-made, the actual uh, pre-made thing itself was, was, I think it was great. It's deliv- The delivery was shit. Well, we've already talked about it earlier. Yeah, so. but I just, I just don't think he prepped uh, at all. So it's like he just half fast. He just turned up.
1: Yeah, and like, and and it sounds bad, but uh, I would totally go again. But like, yeah, if we, it's just we played shit we didn't know, and we thought that was going to be surprising and, and brilliant, but in the end, it, 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 those were the disappointing ones.
2: You know what I'd do differently, like specifically, right? If we go again next year, I want to play the morning and evening game only, in the middle of the day with shopping, and because we missed the signing. As well, yeah. And I had just got Munchkin and Steve Jackson and the and the um, artist were there,
1: yeah. And we could have got our your Munchkin signed. We could have got the new card, yeah. And that's a shame that we missed that. And instead, we played. We both played. Well, I played a a, a pretty decent game, yeah. And you played a game that you really didn't like, no. And so, and so, yeah. I mean that that was the disappointing part. But then overall i felt like i had a genuinely good time oh, it was like,
2: it was amazing the buzz was 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 real man it yeah, was really and, good. and then
1: we had but the, i felt like the morning game the shopping and then and then like hanging out with each other and getting pissed and then and then also playing munchkin in the evening like all that was good but then but then like it was just the um some of the bits about the organization and the fact that i feel like there's no there's no obligation for anyone to bring that A-game. And of course, there's no way the event can be responsible for that. I'm just saying that that is a genuine thing that happened. Mm. And that's that's the problem. But overall, the con itself was great, but we've learned what to do next time to make it even better. Yeah. Um, so, I guess, that's it. Um, overall, uh, out of s- seven... What would you give it?
2: Out of 7 Mm-hmm.
1: Five. I'll give it a five two. Right, see you later. Bye. So that was Dragon Meat. Hopefully that gives you a good picture as to what it was like, and I hope you can make up your mind as to whether or not to go next year. Um we really enjoyed it and had a great time. Um obviously we wanted to give a full review and be critical of the bits we didn't like too, and hopefully um, Dragon Meat, Mr um, Bradley Dragon Meat if you're listening, um, then you know what to improve on for next time. And uh, with that, I will say to anyone listening, go along, because you will have a good time, just you know, be careful which games you sign up to, and uh, just um, don't speak to strangers, don't get into anyone's car who you don't know, that's also a good tip. Um, it's nothing to do with dragon meat, it's just a good tip. There remains one thing to be said. One thing that unites us all. And that thing, ladies and gentlemen, is of course, Chicken McBosh. Good night.